Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live in Los Angeles, California, right here on the Roku channel. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Lots of fun conversations to be had here on this program. Soup to nuts all three hours. Uh, 844-204-RICH, as I mentioned, number to dial. Look down, I already see phone lines lit. That means we're engaged. And you're engaging, and that's awesome. It's Friday, um, baby. We're here on the Roku channel. We're here on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio uh, affiliate. We're here on Sirius XM Odyssey. We say hello to our podcast listeners on the Cumulus Podcast Network, and I say hello to you over there, Chris Brockman. What's going on I over there, I say hello brother? to you, Rich. Nice blue shirt. I appreciate you saying that. That was when you say nice blue shirt to you. Oh, yeah, nice blue shirt to you. I do like your blue I'm shirt. I'm setting you up. It's like a cyst time. It's a new shirt. I haven't worn hey. it before. Uh, how are you, Jay Felly? What's <laughs> going on? I'm great. Nice blue shirt, guys. Is it blue shirt nice day? Nice blue shirt, Jay Felly. Uh, is that blue over there? I can't see through the lights, TJ. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got some blue on. I'm wearing a Sting t-shirt. Oh, so for Sting. Hey. I got blue, you know? So, yeah, blue is the theme today, I guess. Fantastic. Sting the wrestler. Sting the wrestler. Oh, I was about to say, yeah. Oh. Surfer Sting, you know, before the crow. I thought Surfer you were going Sting, sting as in, uh, yeah. as in, uh, the, 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 of the, of, no. uh, the police. The wrestler with the blonde flat top. I'm a 53 year old man. <laughs> so Sting. No, he's probably actually older than that. All right. Do you know, uh, look, um, I know tonight we've got uh, play-in activity. Final days of the play-in. I've oh, enjoyed the play-in tournament. Yeah, it's fun. It's I do great. like the play-in tournament. Good addition. I do like the play-in tournament. Yeah, the thing I don't understand is why, 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 where were the games last night? What do you got to have a travel no, day, Rich? No, no. You got to regroup. What travel day? Regroup. What travel day? Got a regroup day. You 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 made the nine ten game. You're lucky to still you're you're lucky to play in. <laughs> you are. So they should play back to back. Yes. They, and you've been complaining yeah. about people sitting I out. Uh, 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 I am not the one complaining about back to backs. Some people are complaining about back-to-backs because their back hurts. Or, My back hurt this or, morning. Or, or, no, 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 no. Here's the problem. <laughs> These back-to-backs, the players should be forced to do. You're playing 9-10. Like, get on a plane from Toronto. And play Go down to Miami and play the next night. You're on your own on this one, bro. No, no I'm not. You're, you're the 10th seed. You don't, you're just, the 10th you don't seed. deserve any You're perks. lucky to be playing in. Right, exactly. That's ridiculous. You are lucky to be playing in. Now, I understand that the Heat get a day off and then they get to stay at home and and host. The Timberwolves get a day at home and they get to stay at home and host. I, I I'm telling you, man, if you're the nine ten, you're lucky to just you're lucky to be getting on a plane to keep playing. <laughs> That's my only could my only. I I do like the playing tournament where first night 
winners go go on. Losers go home, but to host. And then the next night, losers go home. And winners go on for a shot to win back-to-back games, sometimes on the road, to go to the playoffs. Uh, I guess you need to give them a day off. Yeah. You, you got to give the uh, the Thunder a day off. And you got to give the Bulls a day off to rest their voices. <laughs> for Come free on. throws. Come on. We need DR tonight. <laughs> Look, I want them at peak apparently she's not in. Apparently, she's not in Miami this ah, evening. Dang it. So, um, we won't be. Was it a one, one screech and done? <laughs> right? Well, there's always home games. So Wow. So, I, I was wondering where they were last night. And um, NHL season finished up. Got that going on. What an awful season this year. Well, you know what I need. What? You know, you know, you're, you know, I, Penguins didn't make the playoffs for the first time. You got a, you got a few more. I mean, Thank the N- NHL season is in its final throes, and and I'm glad that that we still have a little bit more time before the playoffs begin, so I can completely understand how they come up with the playoff field. As they say in hockey, let's do that. Hockey. I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, you need. I need a slide rule to figure out who's in and who's not, and who's out. You know, and who's got the. You know. Yeah. Wild card round, whatever. At any rate, playoff hockey's starting next week. <laughs> That'll be great. Explain it. That'll be great. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we got the Heat Bulls this evening. Yeah. And then you've got the Timberwolves, the fighting Timberwolves. Rudy back? I don't know. We'll see. Game time decisions. Wow. GTD. Same thing with Cat. Cat's game time. What? Yeah. Oh, this is a big L. This is big L. Rest <laughs> in peace for the, for the Timberwolves. That means the Thunder, the Thunder move on? To take on the Denver Nuggets they're on away, Sunday. They're a way more fun team. I think they were going to do that regardless if they played or not. So that's tonight. And uh, and so we have one more day to start wondering who needs it more. Harden or Embiid? Harden. <laughs> we need, got one more day. What, 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 well, the Suns play on uh, on both. Sunday, right? Is yeah. that when the Suns play? That's when the Clippers so we play. Two, we got two more. Yeah. The Clippers, the Clippers play, play on Sunday. So we got two more days until Durant. Figure it out. Durant. I can't wait for that series. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at one of the... I think you're going to be grossly dude. disappointed, TJ. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Uh, what are you looking at, Rich? I'm, I'm just looking at what our competitors are talking about, and I just wonder how their brains work sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being very honest. Can I walk over and look? Yeah, come, uh, come over right. here. I don't, I don't care. We're nominated. <laughs> uh-uh. Here you go. No, right over. Come over here. Uh, I, 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 you know... I'm really going in a way that I shouldn't. Look in the middle of the screen, wondering right there. Oh, you're you're, going to sit down. Top middle. Is Kevin Durant tough enough? Guess Mike's on. Is he tough enough? Tough enough. Wow. All right. Can we sit down? There you go. I mean, he's only like, what is he, 200 pounds, TJ? Remember when he couldn't bench press 185? There you go. Look at you sitting in the guest seat. By the way, Andrew Hawkins is going to be sitting like eyes in overtime. I'm wearing shorts. and Okay, very good. (laughs) With With a blue flannel on. Are we really going to spend time on whether Kevin Durant's tough enough? I mean, apparently some people are. You know what Kevin Durant's going to do? <laughs> Come on, I mean, honestly. I mean, they're Dur- undefeated when he's in the lineup. They're, what, 7, 8, no? And he's yeah. going to probably average 35 well, a game the Suns, the, the Suns may not go on a, on, on a run that they everyone's expecting him to, and you're going to blame Durant for that. They're the favorites to win the West. Please. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for Warriors Kings. Ian Eagles calling game two of that on Turner. Um, and he's going to be calling Nets 
Sixers game one locally. Ooh. Because, you know, he does the, he's the voice of the Brooklyn Nets yeah. locally. So we can't And get so Nets Sixers. So we'll talk Nets Sixers, Warriors Kings. He did the uh, Heat Hawks game the other night. Kings Cavs. That is the most entertaining, what everyone feels, uh, uh, deck chair rearrangement on the Eastern Conference side. Oh, the, Knicks Cavs. Knicks Cavs. What did I say? He said Kings. Oh, sorry. Knicks Cavs. At any rate, that's I thought starting. you were predicting the NBA Finals. I was like, oh, yeah. no, no. Ooh, we can make some money on that. <laughs> One, uh, well, two weeks. Two weeks from today. What happens? We'll know the answer know, to all baby. the first first round of the uh, NFL draft questions. We'll know it all. We'll know if the Texans did, in fact, go in a different direction. The whole conversation has been Lavi Smith spat in the eye of the Houston Texans in the last drive, last game of the year, in his last game of his tenure there, and he spat in their eye, and he tried to win a game he had no business trying to win. When the Texans sat there in the position, all you got to do is lose, and you get the first overall pick, and the Bears get it instead, and the Carolina Panthers move all the way up. Now, that could actually be as significant as we believe for the Texans if they don't like whoever the Panthers leave on the board for them to choose. Is it possible that if Bryce Young is the choice of Carolina, the Texans pass on C.J. Stroud happily for Will Anderson? If that happens, then every quarterback not named Bryce Young would be available for anybody to choose third overall if they call the Cardinals and make the offer that the Cardinals want to hear. And if that doesn't happen and the Cardinals choose somebody not named a quarterback because they covet that person too, is it possible the Colts just sit where they want fourth overall and get to choose any quarterback other than the one that the Panthers took off the board? Is it possible Stroud goes first and then Bryce Young winds up in Houston and then there's a whole free-for-all at the third overall spot? Or the Panthers and the Texans choose a quarterback and there's no free-for-all after that. That we aren't evaluating the quarterbacks in the media in the same way that the NFL teams are evaluating the quarterbacks and that's is what Adam Schefter was mentioning about how the Texans might pass on a quarterback, and that's a sentiment Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated came on this show and rebutted with zero static. Totally agreed with it. Totally agreed with Schefter, thinking the Texans might move on without a quarterback, and he said maybe we're not evaluating the quarterbacks in the media in the same way they, they are with the NFL, and that is just fascinating to me. Because Anthony Richardson is sitting right there, and it really depends on who you talk to. It really depends on who you talk to as to whether he's tops in the draft or he's not all that. You hear he is a big dude who can throw and run and people talk about Cam Newton and then you hear the pushback like he's not Cam Newton. Cam was one of the best college quarterbacks ever 
And he had an Auburn team that he didn't have much help on. He elevated that team. He personally beat everyone that year. I think Chris and I looked it up. I think they had three pros, Chris, Maybe. on that and, two starting and lineups, offense and defense. defense. Yeah. yeah, It was all cam. So it's all about Richardson. And suddenly, two weeks before the draft, 13 days before the draft, on this day we'll have our questions answered two weeks from now. Is it possible Richardson slips down the board? Because you're hearing Texans aren't interested in any quarterback that might not be named Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. They might not be interested in one of those two I just mentioned. And Will Levis and his weird eating habits shooting up the draft boards. Just eat the banana whole. It's with the peel on. I even just saw a video of an elephant who peels his bananas <laughs> on CNN. An elephant? Yes. How's an elephant peeling I, I, I saw it. It's an incredible video. <laughs> and Will Levis is just like some sort of, I'll, I'll just eat it like, you know. All weirdo. brown and everything. Puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on. What? Yeah. 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 I've seen it. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of Richardson and the pushback you you hear about him, it's always, and the push, certainly pushback, he's not Cam Newton. Cam Newton went undefeated with a bunch of guys who really didn't do very much in the pros, is his record, the Florida record, six and seven this year. He didn't play in a bowl game. So you look at Anthony Richardson's record, Six and seven, and that's the pushback. Does it matter? This is what he had to say when I asked him that very question the day after the combine that he personally blew up with his skills. A lot of people see that record, and you know they think you know we were a good team. You know, a lot of people they see the record and they say, "Oh, Anthony Richardson can't lead a team." You know, he can't even you know go. You know, 500 in, in the season, but you know, to that, I just say you know they don't they don't know the ins and outs of the game. You know they don't understand what we go through daily. They don't understand how hard we work. You know sometimes you know things don't fall your way, and you know that that comes with the game. And you know I feel like whenever I step into a team, you know I step on the team, you know uh, I'm, I'm there to contribute, you know give it my all and. You know, provide in the way I can. I feel like I did that every game. You look at their record at six and seven, and the thing you also get see some pushback on that record of what Richardson had to say is the first loss of Anthony Richardson's season was to Will Levis in Kentucky. Yep. Will Levis had 202 yards on 13 to 24 passing with a touchdown and a pick. He was sacked three times. Anthony Richardson was 14 of 35 for 143 yards and two interceptions and no touchdowns. No bueno. You then take a look at his second loss of the season. Guess who it was against? Hendon Hooker. He's also available in the draft. Hooker went 22 of 28 for 349 and two touches. Richardson, 24 of 44 for 453. And two touchdowns in the air. I I I, I should mention that against uh, 
against Tennessee, Hooker also, uh, Richardson also had 67 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Against Georgia, Richardson lost his third game of the year. Everybody lost to Georgia. Stetson Bennett's available in this year's draft. He lost to three fellow draftees. Mm. Stetson Bennett, 316, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Anthony Richardson, 18 to 31, 271, one touchdown, no interceptions. He also had 48 yards rushing on, on the day. He also lost to Florida State. He was 9 to 27 in that game for three touchdowns, 198 yards. And then another loss coming against Vanderbilt. That's the one that really sticks. Even though he had 400 yards and three touchdowns, they lost to Vanderbilt. How does Florida lose to Vanderbilt? How do you choose that guy first overall? And his answer would be, look at the tape. And anybody who looks at the tape will just go, wow. And when you see him in person, you say the same thing. This one whole wind up for the pitch that in two weeks we're going to find out the answer to this question. And if he's available for Seattle at five, what happens when Detroit's sitting there at six, Vegas at seven, Atlanta at eight? What happens? If Anthony Richardson's sitting there for each one of them, that would just turn this whole damn thing upside down if the Colts look at the record and say, that's not a a kid that we're looking for. And they go Will Levis instead. Or are both of those guys available after 10 picks in the draft? Holy cow. Totally wide open. Totally have no idea what's going on. And Richardson is the linchpin. He is the biggest question mark of them all. Who's going to go for it? Personally, I think it's the Colts. I don't think he gets past four. But I need to kick some more tires. Because now you're hearing Will Levis is higher rated than Richardson. Is that a way to tell the Arizona Cardinals, guess what? We're not going to answer your, we're not going to hit your asking price? Because they might have reached out and it's too high of an asking price. And they're like, "Eh, we don't want Richardson anyway. We want Will Levis. Let's get that out there. I love it. Can't make heads or tails, but that's what this thing's all about. Beautiful. We'll talk about it forevermore. The Tampa Bay Rays are 13-0 and because they just swept the worst team in baseball. So we got that going on. We'll talk about that on this program. He's not paying attention. <laughs> just snuck it past the goalie. Let's take a break. Ian Eagle is next. He'll be talking about the NBA playoffs that begin essentially tonight with two elimination games to wrap up the play-in tournament. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on this Friday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile, so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee, and right now you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. 
Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. A longtime friend of this program. Loved his uh, coverage, uh, calling the action between the uh, Heat and the Hawks. And the Hawks moved on to... Boston the Heat take on tonight the Bulls but he is calling game one of the Nets and Sixers locally in the New York City area and then we will enjoy his uh his call of Warriors Kings game two on TNT later on next week Ian Eagle back here on the Rich Eisen show how are you sir hey Rich how are you what's I'm, happening I'm doing fine just we're just getting ready for a draft and uh playing tournament action playing tournament you know that's what yeah, I got for you're you juggling you're a juggler. So are you. So are you. Where do the stats for the play-in tournament go? Do you know? Is there just like a secret vault that just uh, yeah, and then it doesn't yeah. exist? It's, it's a trapdoor. It's in Secaucus, New Jersey. <laughs> it's behind a locked door. Nobody can access them. Nope. It is weird. Uh, I definitely brought it up in our production meeting the other day. Mm-hmm. It spilled over on the air a little bit. I didn't want to make it a huge thing, and then I watched the uh, New Orleans-Oklahoma City game, and Jeff Van Gundy just uncorked it. He uh, he clearly was was uh, ruffled over the idea that these numbers don't go anywhere. They they, go, they're just there. They're like, in the ether, but not. Yeah. they're not of the earth. Through the moon door of, uh, of Game of Thrones. But uh, in, in a way, yeah, I, I was literally thinking that watching your game, like Kyle Lowry going off, and I'm like, yeah. this has got to be like a play-in tournament record or something, or he must be closing in on it. And I'm like, oh, that's right. There, there are no such things. It's weird. <laughs> oh, it's, it's weird. It is. It's a little odd because anyone that's grown up a sports fan, numbers are everything. They, they're yes. the catalog in which we remember things, our recall, our memories are connected in some way to the stats. So just instinctively, you assign it with an experience or with a moment that you watched. I, I don't know. I think the NBA at some point may address it. Maybe after years and years accumulating them, they'll, they'll place them in a, in a separate area, separate category that'll pop up on the Internet. But you really have to seek out the box score from the individual games from the play-in if, if you want any history as to what happened before. I will say this, yes, and, and I know it's been universally praised, mm-hmm. but just to add to that, it's been great. It's exactly what the NBA needed, and not just because you get a one-and-done format that pops up in uh, the final game, the finality of who gets the eight seed, but the last two to three weeks of the regular season are clearly affected. There are teams that are feeling a part of it. There are fan bases that are now included. You're jockeying for position. The one and the two seed, to me, takes on even more added importance because you're getting rest, and the team that you're going to play 
is not getting rest. They have to actually go out and earn it. So being the two seed as opposed to the three seed, maybe in past years you'd say, ah, no big deal. Now there's a little bit of a wrinkle to it. So it's been a smashing success for the NBA. Ryan Eagle joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about the Nets, sir. You're going to see him in Philadelphia for game one on Saturday. If uh, before the season you had told me that it would be the six-seeded Nets at the Sixers in round one, I would have thought, well, off year a bit for Durant and Kyrie. Perhaps it's because there was something beneath the surface last summer between the Mm. two of the guys and that Steve Nash would be coaching for his job. And yet, lo and behold, look at the team that's showing up there <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah. The journey is remarkable, and and so is the team. There's a lot of guys to root for, from Jacques Vaughn and obviously McCall Bridges and what he's been up to um, in his new um, digs and what this team looks like and, yeah. and what they can do to kind of derail the Sixers on this whole front. And I'm wondering what it was like from your perspective to watch this team just morph nonstop all year long it felt like three seasons in one Mm -hmm. it just didn't feel like a continuous regular season which you normally feel in the nba over an 82 game season of course there are peaks and valleys there are ups and downs but with this season for the nets there have been different versions of who they are based on circumstance based on suspension based on trades based on coaching changes so it's it's been a wild ride, and to come out of it in this spot that they're in, competitive, harmonious, connected in the brief period of time that they've spent together, these guys seem to genuinely like playing with one another. And I know that would seem like a, a fairly per- perfunctory part of the game, but it's not always the case. And the fact that they have created some chemistry and there's a little bit of juice here. Mikel Bridges has played like an all-star, even beyond an all-star. He's, he's played like an all-NBA type of talent. And the other new faces, Cam Johnson and Spencer Dinwiddie, who was an old face who's back, Dorian Finney-Smith, the fact that they came in, they took on the responsibility. The guys that were here prior to the Kyrie and KD trades, that's an odd situation to be in you had been a starter you had been going down one road thinking you're winning a championship potentially and now you're asked to come off the bench as Royce O'Neal or Joe Harris and some others and you've got to accept your role and it's worked so it's it's something that they can build on and obviously what they do in this series uh, might have an effect on some of the decisions that they have to make but Boy, it's been a lot. They've packed in a lot in in a one season format. And then once this uh, this contest is over, you hop that uh, I'm sure one nonstop from Philadelphia to Sacramento, right? Like have have we, have <laughs> no. we identified that I'll one? Go, I'll go Jersey. I'll go Jersey. Oh. I'll go back to Jersey. We're, we're neighboring states. Yep. So I, I can go back across state lines, and then I could fly into Sacramento oh. on uh, Sunday. Yeah, I can give you the full itinerary. Yeah, please. Uh, Pete, I like uh, it. Go for my, it. My uh, dinner request. Yeah, no, it's all it's all laid out. <laughs> okay. That uh, that Newark to Sacramento flight, here we go. And, yeah. I, I mean, the whole idea um, that nobody wanted to take on the Suns, let's avoid the Suns, it's much better to take on um, the Kings. I, I'm, I, would, uh, I would counsel against that whole thought. Uh, I'm 
I can't wait to see what this team has got cooked up, and they got the defending champs. So what are you already eyeing on that one, Ian, on uh, on that yeah. game two? It's it's juicy, really, really juicy. You got I like it. Sacramento, a team that is so much fun, dynamic offense, turnaround story, that community, that fan base, they've been waiting 17 years to finally have a team that they can root for and be proud of. And they're doing it with young guys for the most part. You know, a couple of veterans here and there, but De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis and Kevin Herter and Keegan Murray, and then you've got a veteran and Harrison Barnes. You know, my, my only concern for Sacramento would be depth. If there's an issue on that front line, is, is it deep enough? Is the team deep enough to withstand it? They've, been able to handle it throughout the regular season, so I'm sure Mike Brown believes that they, they've got the goods to get it done in the postseason as well, but it's a new experience for the most part for most of these guys. Harrison Barnes won a title uh, back in the day. So I think they're just riding so much goodwill, so much momentum, and then with all their hard work and with everything they've accomplished, yeah. they have to play the defending champions in the first round. It just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem normal. But this is the NBA this year. And for the most part, Rich, and I've been doing it 29 years in the NBA. I don't know if I remember this many series where the lower seed has the bigger names, the better resume, and even in the eyes of Las Vegas, might be given a better chance to win, whether or not they're the favorite or not, but the Lakers, Memphis, similar set of circumstances that we're talking about here. So really good sign for the NBA in terms of parity and unpredictability and a little bit of mystery. Normally in the first round, these seem to be foregone conclusions. And now you question it a little bit that uh, maybe one of these lower-seeded teams uh, can, can get it done. And the team, the best team you've seen all year, Ryan? Is which? Whew. I mean, the best team I've seen, it, it, obviously it's based on when I saw them. I saw Denver when they were playing outstanding basketball, blown away by their ball movement and how much uh, Jokic affects the game. But coming into the postseason, that's another question mark, the pressure that the Nuggets are going to have to deal with and Michael Malone and what happens if this team doesn't go to a Western Conference final or beyond. In the East, you know, saw Milwaukee a couple of times when they were really cooking, and they're still fun, and they're still exciting. Same deal with Boston. They're capable. They could win the whole thing. And now with Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns, I haven't seen them yet with KD, but I've seen a lot of KD. So mm-hmm. I know what he's capable of and how that team could just go on an absolute heater and win the whole thing, and, and it wouldn't shock me at all. So I think it just plays to what we were talking about, the fact that it's it's no longer write this team in, write that team in and and call me when it's time to to deal with the conference finals. I don't I don't think that's the case this year. I think you've got some intrigue. The Knicks Cleveland series, Rich. Yep. I love that series. I I have no clue how that's gonna play out. The Knicks have created so much chemistry this year and a lot of confidence. And Cleveland is insanely talented. 
young, but they've got a go-to guy in Donovan Mitchell. So uh, it's it's a playoff eve, but it it feels like we're we're getting presents this year. Well, I think you'll agree though to Ian Eagle here on the Rich Eisen show. You said you've been at this for 29 years, um, and so you, you're you're you know this this may be a newfangled thing or not, but it it is amazing how many teams it's so wide open. Anybody could win it. And then it just comes down to which team has a superstar player whose nine-year-old screeches the loudest during free throws, right? It just comes straight down to that, Ian, right? And uh, wouldn't you I, agree? Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? I, I think now we're, we're delving into the, the minute details mm. that can separate a team that I never, <laughs> I never even knew about. I'm, right. I'm the first to tell you, Rich, yes. I am always intrigued yes. by anything that's happening off the court mm-hmm. that affects what's happening on the court. Yes. So if if there's spillage, I, I, I get very excited about it. The idea that you stop a game, yes. that, that a sporting event, high-level sporting event, yeah. has to stop because someone's drink spilled. I saw that always. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Happy yes. Tuesday. Yep. Yes, I, I just find it fascinating. Uh, so the idea that a player's daughter could make a noise mm. that would resonate and impact what you're hearing on television. And here's the reality of it. And yes. This is what I've always tried to do as an announcer. If you see something on screen that people are seeing at home yeah. and you don't refer to it, then that's on you. You're mm-hmm. not paying attention because people are looking around and asking, wait, what was it? There was a woman sitting front row in an evening gown I saw at that. the Miami Heat game. Yeah, what, yeah. what was that? You, you made reference to it, and, and Jimmy Jackson knew exactly who it was, right? Who, what, what happened yeah, there? That, well, that, right? Yeah, we had not discussed it. I had right. not mentioned it. It uh-huh. just struck me in the moment that at the top of the screen, front row, there's a woman in a green evening gown, mm-hmm. and you know, whatever came into my head at that moment was, this woman just came from a cotillion, <laughs> and she's now sitting front row at an NBA play-in game. And Jimmy says, oh, no, 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 I actually know her, uh, know her right. husband. And I'm like, oh, my, you know everybody. <laughs> and that's my point with what happened with DeMar DeRozan's daughter. We all heard it. Yes. You heard the screech. And I give credit to ESPN for actually finding out who was doing the screeching and what the connection was, because that's what I would want to know if I'm sitting at home. What is that? Who is that? Why is it happening? And to me, it was it was a Great piece of story. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Mark Jones and Doris Burke couldn't help but uh, talk about it because you had to. You had to. It was coming straight through your screen, um, and uh, and and I. We even have recorded it. This is the this is the actual. Go for it. That's it. Um, and oh, it, it stands out. It, it you is. Can't unhear it. I, and and Scotty Barnes even said, you know, hey. We missed fifteen percent of our free throws. It definitely affected us. If we only, it's come on, know, it's right? You never know. know. Like seriously, you, like you, you know, airlines you're a, out. Is that the the rumor? I don't know. I, apparently, she can only get one day out of school, um, and Toronto was it. So the Heat fans won't think that there's some young lass losing a limb uh, underneath the basket, hearing her screaming like that, but. You know, it's it's just wild to me how, <laughs> you know, you're a lead pipe wielding professional, Ian, and you're you're prepared, and you got all your storylines, and it just just go right down the tubes as soon as the game starts because some nine year old screeching underneath the basket. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. crazy. I, 
keep your head and ears on a swivel. That's right. Like, so what do we call important it? stuff to cover? So if there's spillage, do we call this shriekage? Is that what we call it? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Is it shriekage? That, yeah, I mean, there's shrinkage and there's shriekage. There you go. It could be spillage. It could be something that pops up on the air. <laughs> Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA, the NBA playoffs is it's fantastic. <laughs> It's fantastic <laughs> to go back in the day right there. All right, Ian. Look, uh, travel safe. Be well. Um, and if you're out here in Los Angeles, will you do me a favor? Text me because I'd love to have you here. I will send you a car. We'll do all sorts of stuff. It'll be great. I, I will it. absolutely Please, text you. We should me mention that you and I ran into each other mm-hmm. on the streets of downtown Phoenix. Yes, we did at the Super Bowl. Arbitrarily. We did. Yes. Coming right around Amazing. the corner. It was <laughs> We, we did it. Sh- we shared us. It was we great. We shared an embrace. We did. We chatted for easily 45 seconds. No, it was longer than that. Come on. It was longer than that. And I, I just knew that you, I didn't want to take up too much of your time. I knew you were focused because you were broadcasting to the world the next day. Yes. You know, yes. it's not just the pressure. Honestly. Of, of uh, Indonesia. Absolutely. On my mind at that point. No yes. doubt, man. I mean, you're, I know you're used to talking to America's most watched network frequently. Um, and and, and the, the world's a totally different ball of wax. So, And by the way, yeah. oh, next, next, uh, next time around when we do this one year from now, we'll be talking about the national championship game you called, right? That's, that's next yeah, up for you? Yeah. Next year? It's going to be awesome. It will be. Awesome. Where's, and, yes. and, Rich, a new episode of the comedy that <laughs> critics love, Ghosts. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought it was How I Met Your Genius, which was uh, which is the, <laughs> well, that was the which one. is what yeah, you that, you told me that one. That one. That's, that's going to be yeah. That's going to be future. That's the future, one we were talking uh, about the last time yeah, about. Uh, yes. Good point. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Take care of yourself, Ian. Be well. Bye, bud. Uh, thanks for doing this. All the best. You back in. It's the one and only Ian Eagle who makes me laugh very hard every time he comes on. We could do 20 minutes with Ian and not say anything. He did, by the way, he did that the other night where they stop a game because somebody sitting in the front row got I hit admit. by a player oh. and he called it spillage. We got to stop for spillage. He and, he and Jim Jackson are a good listen. Yeah. Because he, he knew, Jim Jackson knew it was a famous singer, I think. Yeah, and he knew, a famous singer. And he knew, I'm and trying he to knew, find a picture of it. I can't find right. it. Right. And, and, um, and he, he goes. He tells Jim, he goes, you know, you you know everybody. And he just deadpan Jim Jackson. He goes, I played in 11 cities. <laughs> I know everybody. I just love I said she came from dude. a cotillion. <laughs> Very funny, man. Very funny. All right, we'll take a break. Your phone calls. And we've got what's more likely in hour number two. There it is. The hit show, How I Met Your Genius. That Ian uh, read the promo for. Yes, fantastic. Back with more in a moment. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Fun stuff with Iron Eagle right there. Hmm. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What did you say before the show about the James, the, there's James Bond news that's going on in the world? James Bond news, Rich. Uh, you know, we're always uh, on the lookout for who could be the next James Bond. Yes, sir. Uh, now that Daniel Craig has is, is hung it up. Yes. Are we well, always on the lookout for that? I mean, it's one of those things that people talk about a lot. James Bond is one of the most famous movie franchises that we have, right? Right. So the James Bond casting director, people always throw out names. Idris Elba, I've heard lately. Yeah, Idris Elba, a bunch of names get thrown out. Well, the James Bond casting director said that younger actors have lacked the gravitas and mental capacity to play 007. Mental capacity? What the hell does that mean? I have no idea. You're just playing a movie role. But Henry Cavill looks good as Bond to me. Richard Madden looks good as Bond to me. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you could... Throw out, throw out any name you want. But it appears we are headed for a Bond that is a relatively unknown male in their early to mid-30s. And so it kind of got me... So if you're... Hold on a second. Just before you get before you get to your kind of thinking thing. Okay. So there could be some actor anywhere on planet Earth struggling to get a job. Yep. That hasn't done a couple... But a couple things... Small parts here and there. They try out one day. They pass the audition. Move on. Eventually pass another audition. Move on and they get the check mark from a studio on the, what, the the Broccoli family? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And boom. Or is it Broccoli? I don't know. I ever see it, so it says Broccoli on, on, uh, on, the, on the movie It's probably Broccoli, posting. but it looks like Broccoli. And suddenly that person is James Bond? So it could be anybody. Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you I'm unavailable. In the future. There you go. Yes. <laughs> is that what Del Tufo's been doing? He's too. He's too old. I meant me, not Del Tufo. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. What do you? So what? So, is, the, so, so the producer, uh, Bar- yeah. Barbara Broccoli. Was, yeah, broccoli. It, I think it is. Yeah. It's Chopper about broccoli. reinvention. Where are we taking it? What do we want to do with the character? And once we figure that out, it's who's the right person for that particular reinvention. I don't get it. It's a reinvention. It's just somebody with a British accent who's got a license to kill, who's great with who's great with a gun, and pretty is no, yeah, pretty suave. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and great. Suave. I heard where you were going with that, Richard. Great with women. <laughs> yes, thank you. No, 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 no. back, baby. That's or, where you were going. Sometimes not great with women, but <laughs> that was part of Bond. Sometimes he had galore. If you smell what the rock is cooking. So okay, I mean, he has a certain type. Yeah. Um, so that them. just got me wondering, who in the sports world? Would oh, you're make opening a, it up. Would make a great James Bond. And I immediately thought, Jimmy Garoppolo. Man, you love Jimmy G, bro. He's got the look. He's got the olive skin. I maybe, He's well, too I don't nice, know though. He's too nice. We don't know that. Yeah, we do. But we know he's good with women, Rich. He's too <laughs> nice. He's too nice. You got to get somebody who's really dark. A little edgy? Yes, that's what you got to do. You got to get edgy. You got to get, I don't know. That guy looks great in a suit. Bond uh, has to look good in a tux. How about this one? I got one for you. I got one for you. He was just on a Vanity Fair red carpet. He just hosted Saturday Night Live. Oh. He just flexed uh. to cover up his dreadful 
first pitch, like a YouTube special first pitch, flexed by getting Aaron Judge to give him hitting lessons and kind of cover his tracks, which is a nice move. How about Travis Kelsey as the next James Bond? Look at that guy. He could learn the British accent. Let's go for it. He's good in the suit. Is he too tall? Huh? Is he too tall? I, I don't I mean, I mean, wasn't Roger he Moore a tall dude? Wasn't he tall? Chris Brosnan was pretty tall. I think you fixed that after. But don't you need, you need a British accent. How about, uh, accent. how about um, Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent? Oi. <laughs> are we, are we, are we taking Bond Oi. to like, R- I don't know, you super R-rated? I mean, what about Mike Trout? Trout. You're talking about Trout. Mike Trout? I don't know. Just trying to think yeah. of. I'm trying to think of like uh, athletes who have that chiseled look. Edelman. Ooh, that's a good one. Edelman would be a good Bond. Got the perfect UFC guy, friend of the show, Michael Bisbing. Okay. Got the accent. He could fight. Okay. There is. That's here's the thing bad. about Bisbing, though. That's right? That's not bad. Here's the thing bad. about Bisbing. You all know, Bisbing had his eye removed. Right? So you could put in like a six million dollar man bionic eye and that takes James Bond to a whole new level with this. You could whip up this like super futuristic. He could do like Cyclops stuff come out of his eye. Yeah, there we go. You know, he could take pictures with the eye. So you're taking Bond into the Marvel universe? Is that what we're doing here? We're trying to bond into the to the elevated twenty first century. I don't know. I was just thinking, I don't know. I like Bond. I, I love the Daniel Craig Bond, so I'm, I'm curious where they're going to go next. And I uh, just want to cross this over into the sports world. I want to see, you know, there's a wrestler named Finn Balor who Jason and I saw oh, at WrestleMania. Yeah. You put Finn Balor in a suit with his athleticism, his looks. The dude's got a, like a 13-pack. I don't think he's ever eaten a carb. Like, <laughs> do, you see, do you see Christian McCaffrey's latest photo? Yeah, he's got more abs than McCaffrey, believe it or not. McCaffrey, not. McCaffrey is Bond. You're just naming guys who are built. Naming guys are built. Well, in what way, shape, or form would... And I'd like McCaffrey, but is James Bond? Like, Bond has to be handsome. That is true. Christian McCaffrey's handsome. Jimmy Garoppolo, handsome. Well, if that was the only criteria, then uh, there'd be 10 million guys who could be I James Garoppolo Bond. Can't, Garoppolo's too world, nice. You don't sports think sports. that guy's got a license to kill. You don't. So do you want that Indomitian Sioux type edge to them? Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Craig's Bond was a nasty SOB sometimes. Right, Aaron Donald. I like that. Aaron Donald is James Bond. <laughs> I do like it. It's a scary Bond. That is a scary <laughs> Bond. Very scary. Any hockey enforcers, Jay? What do you got? Uh, there's Adrian Kempe from uh, the Kings. He just scored his 40th goal last night yeah. and then no, just dropped one on top. Yeah. Big hockey guy. He's uh, well, best, I'm doing best that dressed hockey. every night. Uh, there's, a, there's a few. Do uh, Drew Doughty, if you get him some teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Connor McDavid looks too nice. Look, yeah. People just, he's too big, man. He's too big, too. What about Cody Rhodes as a James Bond character? That's not a bad one. James Bond he villain. With his hair, he looks more a like villain. a villain. Yeah. Great villain. 844-204-RICH, number to dial if you've got some suggestions on that. We just want to make somebody in the sports world a Bond, the next Bond. I'm trying to think of NBA players, but they're mostly, they're way too tall. Too tall. They are. Like Dylan uh, Brooks is Bond. <laughs> Again, you're... you're, you're it's a super fly <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Right. So that, that version of him with his hair down. Yeah. Della Vadova. 
<laughs> I mean, Stephen Adams would be a great villain. I mean, that would be great. He would be he awesome. Would be a great, yeah. great well, villain. isn't uh, isn't Bobon in the John Wick series? Bobon so, was in a John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to spoil anything. 